Hey, what's going on, everyone? We have another episode of Game Time Excellence, where we talk about your mission, mindset, mastery, and maintenance. Today, we have another special guest. Her name is Arielle Chambers. Uh, she is the voice of Highlight Her and talent at Bleacher Report. Uh, she's been all around the world, uh, modeling, cheerleading, volleyball, just whatever, whatever you name. She's probably done it before. Uh, for the people that don't know who you are, that should know who you are, can you tell them a little bit more about, about yourself? Well, I think you got it covered. You just gave me a nice little spiel and rundown. So that's great. I'd love to see it. Truly love to see somebody can nail my bio. No, but um, my name is Arielle Chambers and I go by Ari. I'm really well known in the WNBA community because my whole purpose is to amplify uh, women's voices and stories. And recently, you know, ever since I started working at BR, I've introduced, I've been introduced to other leagues like the NWSL, NWHL, um, mm -hmm. AU Pro Sports, which is um, softball and volleyball, and they're introducing lacrosse as well. So just being an amplifier for women's sports stories. Mm, that's big right there. And um, like I was, you know, we have a, a mutual friend now. I'm going to call her a friend, uh, Camille Buxita. Uh, she yeah. told me I needed to reach out to you because you were super dope. And um, as I read your bio, I was like, man, she's not lying. She, th this girl is dope. Yeah, I'm like Phyllis Cam, and, and that's good to know she's gassing me up. <laughs> yeah, she, she was, you know, she had a lot of great things to say about you. And just like I said to her, um, I said that, you know, women's sports should get, you know, way more exposure than it does, you know, it's, it's, and so it's cool to see people like her and you um, give that, that shine that light on women's sports. So mm -hmm. what got you to that point? Like what made you want to go down this path? A lot of people use women's sports as a stepping stone to get to men's sports, but mm -hmm. ever since I was little, I intentionally knew I wanted to stay on the women's side. Like I, I made a very intentional, um, you know, decision in my career that I wanted to cover women's stories and only women's stories. Mm -hmm. So I've had opportunities to cover the men's side, but I just, you know, I wouldn't feel good about myself knowing that we're not where we need to be on the women's side and, and getting those stories out because only 4% of media actually covers you know, women's sports. Oh, wow. So just being very conscious of that and knowing that I am a woman and a black woman. So I'm representing uh, or being the voice of or the megaphone for a league that's 80% black women. Mm -hmm. that, that to me is a responsibility. And, and I owe them that. I owe the public that. Um, and I owe the players that. Like the players, are, I love them. And I think that they stand for so much more than what they do on the court. And so just getting out and in those off the court stories that's mm. where my spot is um but that's always been very much my thing to stay on the women's side right right no that's really dope and, and that's cool that you take ownership in in and being part of that and not just using this as a stepping stone you see this a lot as far as like coaches you know they go from they coach at a university like i went to the university of wyoming and they coach there for two years and they're, they're just using that to get to a bigger program and you, you're all about building something from the ground up. And that's kind of what you did at um, Highlight Her. You know, you built that from the ground up to 90,000, which is crazy. So, you know, how was that process right there, too? So, look, 
I, I'm sure we'll get into my background, but when I, before I worked at BR, I used to talk to my friends who played in the league and I would record them on my cell phone and mm-hmm. post interviews up online. And BR actually found me and was like, basically, do you want to, do you want to start up our women's platform? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know about a corporate job. I don't know about this. But ended up, <laughs> ended up saying yes. And like very, very grateful for that chance because mm-hmm. what it did was open my eyes to the whole spectrum of women's sports and culture and not just women's basketball. But when I uh, inherited it, it had no followers and it was named something else and it just didn't make sense to me. So I was in charge of the rebranding of it and, you know, um, really getting it going from the ground up. And what's unique about Highlight Her is we did it organically. We didn't have that big press run. We still haven't had the big press run that um, you see a lot of others having. We didn't have, you know, we're, we're not on the market yet. And so it's just, it's things like this that creates an organic and authentic community. Mm-hmm. People who are really excited about women doing dope things um, in no matter what sport, age, ability, level, like it's 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 a community for women um, to celebrate themselves and right. for allies to appreciate it too. Yeah, and, and we're not just gonna skip over. So you were just recording Ciao. So when I got to New York, um, I started basically cheerleading for the Knicks Rangers and the Liberty. And the Liberty right. has a cheerleading squad called Torch Patrol. And so every summer, this is like my glory. I, I love when my friends come into town because a lot of my friends played in the W. They still play in the W. And so I would see that their stories weren't being covered. So I just hit them up and be like, yo, can you, you know, can we sit in front of my cell phone? And mm-hmm. upload these to twitter and youtube and they were very gracious about it and um back then nobody was really recording things on on their phone and Mm so it picked up traction and really did numbers i remember those times i would go into the locker rooms with just my phone and the pr would look at me like what are you doing sis hey mind your business um so i just i I would be facing up against these news stations with these big cameras and, Mm -hmm. and their way of pushing so i would go to the player that wasn't being talked to mm. figure out their story and so that that was something that i really wanted to make a push for like the underdog right right i always yeah. about the these star players i mean great they, they they're star players for a reason but just talking to you know the ones who might have things to say but never get the chance to mm. and so building those relationships with those players and and then being able to talk to the bigger names as well um, just the conjunction of that, like that was really cool. And you, you make friendships when they see you so much, like in the past like 10 years, mm-hmm. I've been covering some of these players since they were 18 and now they're in the league and that's mm-hmm. dope, you know? Right, so right, yeah. <laughs> being able to do that. And that's what's so special about like, Camille does, like she gets them in high school. And mm-hmm. so by the time they do make it to the league, that's like fam, right? right. So we'll, we're able to get stories from them that other reporters can't because other reporters are just like on the pros. So that's what I love about highlighter. It's like all ages, abilities, level, um, you know, no matter what sport. And so I get to like grow with them and that. Yeah, no, that's really dope. And, and, you know, I love the fact that you and Camille are so big on like stories. You know what I mean? Stories are, are so big. That's why people love movies. That's why people love reading books. That's why people love, you know, just like the underdog story in sports. And so um, I think that's really dope that you talk to the players that weren't getting the coverage because many times, you know, those players, you know, have um, really interesting stories as well. They just don't get the same amount of coverage as 
you know, your Maya Moores or your Tom Brady's or things like that. Um, and so you let's let's real quick, though, I did I did research something very interesting because you talked about your cheerleading uh, endeavors and you did cheerlead at a high level. Mm-hmm. But you did say something that was like just just you know kind of baffled me a little bit. It, mm-hmm. it may be true. I just don't know if it's oh, true. If, or not. Um, if I said it, it's facts. Anyway, okay. it's what? It's facts. Okay. Well, you said that at the cheerleading worlds, mm-hmm. there are more people there than at the Super Bowl. Is, 100%. is that actually true? It's actually true. It's Googleable. The, the facts are there. Um, but you got to realize that this is a world championship. So as, as opposed to two teams playing, you have teams from all over the world playing. And this is pre-COVID, obviously, the mm-hmm. pre-COVID numbers. But it's levels five and six cheerleading. And um, I believe it's just still just senior level. But you have them from what, what happens with worlds is there's a international preliminary and then a United States preliminary because US we just we have so many teams mm-hmm. and the top teams make it to the next day mm-hmm. and they face off against the international teams and then that's when the rankings happen but definitely if you don't know about the cheerleading world but especially the all-star cheerleading world I only did all-star cheerleading growing up I mean I cheered for maybe like two of those years but like yeah. the rest of when I was 18 I have been cheering for 13 years the rest of those 13 years were all-star cheerleading and so what it is, we don't cheer for anybody, we compete. And right, so you right. practice multiple times a week and you compete on the weekends. And it's like, it's a sport, you go head to head with other people. There's a numerical value mm-hmm. in place. You know, there's stunting, jumping, tumbling, acrobatics. And uh, it's a huge, it's a huge world. Right, and I right. really encourage people to, before they like part the lips and say cheerleading ain't this, ain't that, go turn it on. YouTube, cheer extreme, you'll mm-hmm. see like that's my home gym, but back then it's called Champion Cheer Gym. Anyway, but you'll see, you'll see the cheerleaders like we out here, really. No, I, no, I, I definitely believe it. Um, I've you know, so going to Oklahoma State, we had like a lot of cheerleaders who. Oh yeah, y'all, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and cheerleading, I okay, I don't believe the. Cheerleading a really good were, co-ed, by the way. Really good. Yeah, a right. co-ed cheerleading. Um, yeah, you know, OSU's pretty, you know, we're pretty good at everything. But, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I do definitely believe, you know, cheerleading is a sport. You know, um, you definitely have to be athletic and flexible and have good body coordination to do all that stuff right there. I just Y'all don't... throw balls, we throw people. Just keep that in mind. Y'all throw balls, we throw people. That's a good point. I mean, not all, not everyone throws people. So, you know, I mean, just a, just a certain few. It's only like if you don't throw people, you throw yourself. If you're not in the stunt sequence, you're in the front tumbling. Either way, you're throwing more. Just saying, just throwing that out. That is a good point. I can't really argue with that. That is a good point. Um, I have a goal this year of doing the splits. So that's my goal this year. Um, the front splits and the side splits. So I'm getting pretty close. I just want to get more flexible this year. That's my goal. Um, (laughs) so just getting back to your story though, just get back to your story. You know, how did um how did you get to the point where like your mission to, to where you are now, like who kind of uh, ingrained th- this type of mindset in you to want to um, empower women's sports? Is there something like a pivotal point in your high school career or middle school career or anything like that? Yeah. So growing up, I've just always been surrounded by powerful women. Like my mom's the boss, you know, she's very, 
in like she's very powerful southern belle but she's very powerful and then seeing coaches like sylvia hatchell and kay Yao, you know i'm, I'm from raleigh born and raised and i went out all day um so nc state's women's basketball head coach was kay Yao, and she was a successful coach and she left a legacy she died of breast cancer um, but she, she left a legacy. That's why we play for Kay. I don't know if you've seen the pink games, but that was the impact. She had such an impact on so many people that you see her legacy, legacy transcend. And so ever since 1997, which was my first time I ever went to the NC State women's basketball games, I knew I wanted to be um, on the women's side of basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never played. So it was like, how can I get into it? And it's mm-hmm. storytelling. I've always loved to write. I have books from like, like you know how you write books as a project in first grade. Mm-hmm. I still have my little um, binded books, and and I just love telling stories. And so just translating that. And then middle school, you know, um, my friends were super athletic. I was super athletic. And then high school, my best friend was Lakevia Boykin. She played at Wake Forest. Um, she played professionally. And so like just you know traveling with her in the summer times and meeting all these people who would go on to play at elite levels like mm. that was cool and just like just being friends with them knowing right. that you know i'd be like hmm does this thing get out now because i was on the school newspaper i was on your book and all that and so uh it just has always been something it just is a perfect merge of both of my loves between writing and, and t- storytelling and then mm. sport okay my hobbies held it down they held it down <laughs> no that's really cool though and, and- that's crazy. So you, you kind of built your whole career on just like connections, uh, relationships and, and storytelling. Is, is, is that like a good way to put it in a way? Yeah, no, it's just, you know, creating and fostering relationships without any intention. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good thing. Like when people, you can recognize people as human. That's great. <laughs> and so they start trusting you. And then there's a thin line because when you are friends with them, it's like, you know things, but do you release them or do right. you wraps? But just, just knowing how to tread that line because any reporter who has been in it a long time is going to lie to you if they say that they don't know things that they could have reported. Right, right, but right. Just, just working on that trust and having those checks and balances along the way. So fostering those relationships and utilizing your strengths is, mm-hmm. is a great way to put it, how I ended up here. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And, and, and it's funny that you say that as far as like, um, you know, when you have these type of friendships, mm-hmm. what do you report? Because I kind of heard, I heard Stephen A. Smith kind of talk about that with uh, Allen Iverson. Him and Allen Iverson had a close relationship and um, some things he didn't report, you know, just because of the friendship. Have you, like, have you had that instant oh, uh, come up every you? Day. Every day. I know about injuries. I know about movement. I know about a lot of stuff that I, you know, but it's 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 that what's the cost for it mm-hmm. so when i do it highlight her i don't necessarily have to break news mm-hmm. and you know before that i was a writer so i was you know responsible for that but i don't necessarily have to break news but last summer there was a, a case where some players felt like they weren't being heard so they came to me and drafted out something so i could tweet it out mm-hmm. it created great controversy like mm-hmm. by great i mean an abundance of controversy not 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 great for me Mm -hmm. but that was the case where they were like we trust you with our story we know you won't manipulate our words can you please get Mm -hmm. this out we're not being heard we know that you know people Mm -hmm. will listen um if it's put out from a credible source so those are the only type of instances where i break the like 
that make, do I do it? Do I not? Um, but if a player like calls me up and be like, yo, just tore my ACL, I'm like, hey, you want me to break this or you want me to wait? And they're like, eh, you know, wait for the team. Okay. Right. The team. Or I'm about to go to this other team and I'm like, ah, what you want? And then, right. yeah, you never yeah, know. Yeah. No, that makes total sense right there. And, and especially when you built, you know, when you, like you said, you foster relationships, you know, you want to maintain those relationships um, past 10 years, 15 years. You want it to last a lifetime rather than a short period of time. But there's a cop, you know, it's like, it's like I did break a story about an injury two years ago and it pissed a lot of people off, but it was like, you know, the story, like that wasn't my like necessary close friend, but it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't want to disrespect you, but I have to do my job. So right, right. understanding that I have to do my job too plays in, into it too. Mm-hmm. No, that makes total sense. And um, I'm pretty sure you went through some, you know, some adversity, uh, some struggles along your way. And, you know, I'm really big on how do you handle, you know, adversity? Everyone can handle things when everything is, you know, going good and, 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 and like that, but how do you handle adversity and tough times? So how have you been able to uh, build a strong mindset to handle, uh, adversity and tough times? I get really stressed a lot. I do. Um, but I have a really good tribe around me. So mm-hmm. keeping people who have genuine intentions and who have your best interest at heart around you and who can really give it to you real too. That's, that's another thing. They're not just like, not just yes people. They, they really give it to you real. Be like, look, yeah. I'm gonna let you cry for 30 minutes, but let me let you know where you went wrong. Right, um, right. So just having the right people around you. And then I have my faith. I'm really, really strong in my faith, you know. Mm-hmm the south <laughs> but uh, just praying and just like lord mm. like whatever you need me to do let let work through me and mm. let me be a reflection of you mm. uh, and then i've gotten the things that were meant for me because i've, I've framed it that way right. and and you know anytime i get overwhelmed or things like that instead of saying oh god i have to do this i'm like i get to do this because this mm. is exactly what i wanted to do i wanted to work in sports. I wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, um, have my name be out there for the right things and, and mm-hmm. fall into my lap and, and the work that comes my way. I'm busy for a reason. This is right. everything I prayed for. So why am I going to get frazzled and so upset when I have so much to do when this is right. exactly what I wanted? Right. Um, so just changing that mentality from, oh, I have to do this to I get to do this is mm-hmm. great and keeping good people around. Right. That's so powerful right there. Just being able to shift your focus from, you know, like you, like you said, from being like, I have to, to, I get to, and, you know, I think that's like very, you know, insightful, everything you say, you know, keeping a good tribe around you, um, not having people that just tell you yes, because, uh, when things do go wrong, <laughs> you can always see who your real friends are under your Instagram picture when they come in. Everybody's like, I'm like, yes. And then you have your friends like, girl, who are you fooling? Like, you know what I mean? The right. ones that were really check you. Right, I love right. That. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and, and so how have you been able to, you know, uh differentiate the people who um are really there for you or just there for you because of what you can bring them? I've had the same best friend who was Christian Williams since I was five. And then I have Lakeia Boykin since I was 14, then I have Ashley, Chloe, um, Alex Craven, Amanda. Like I, I I know who I'm really, really close with. Mm-hmm. And so I don't necessarily want for anything. So mm-hmm. whenever new people come into my life, I welcome them. I welcome mm-hmm. them 
without any type of weighted expectation. Mm. I feel like you set high expectations. I mean, I'm not saying I, I set low ones, but I'm saying when you set a certain expectation of a uh, level of loyalty and somebody doesn't match that, then that's when like you get angry and, mm. and you get let down. But I've, I've just had such a strong tribe that I don't necessarily need anything else. Mm-hmm. But if people come, that's welcome. Like, I, I welcome it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't put my, all my eggs in those baskets because I, I do have a solid group from 25 years and counting. Oh, I got you. That's <laughs> really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some people don't have those, those solid 25 years. Wow. Mr. Sean has stuck with me for life. Ms. Jasmine, he mm-hmm. stuck with me for life. Right. <laughs> Well, shout out to all of them. We'll we'll just tag them when I post this. Just tag all of them, and and, and you guys better share this. If, if you <laughs> I, I called you out my name. You got it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and and so as far as um women, uh in in this role, uh being journalists telling stories, um how can especially uh women of color, um mm-hmm. how can they get their their start if they want to start this journey of being a journalist of being a storyteller of being a person that's empowering um other women or other this sports in general um what would you what advice would you give them to get their start do it on your own don't yeah. wait for a big company to um to hire you because what happens is big companies are looking for people who've already like made the move and and mm-hmm. and, and Okay, Bleacher looks for people that are disruptive, right? You can't be disruptive if you're waiting. Um, And I'm sure that's what the blanket um, statement for all companies is. We're looking for people who occupy this white space that, you know, we haven't seen before. So in order to be that original, in order to really shake things up in the culture, you're going to have to do it without, you know, permission. Mm -hmm. So like I said, when I was was filming on my phone before people were doing that, Everybody's like, what the heck is she doing? But it right. created a product that people hadn't seen before. Like I'd be in the final four, everybody's asking about like the tension and da da da. I'm like, what's like like let's jam? And so I'll be like dancing with players. I'd be like, you know, rapping with them. We would have like a freestyle, like we would go one year just beating on lockers and spitting with them. And right. that I'm that I found my place as your homegirl from around the way. I found my place as like the relatable like chick that's gonna ask you about basketball and she's gonna rap with you on the next thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like find your place in things, but don't wait for that yes. Be your own yes and, and figure it out. Uh, I saw a meme the other day that was like, don't ask for help with your ideas, ask for feedback from your execution. And it's mm-hmm. just like that that's where the place that people should be coming from instead of waiting for somebody to tell you how to do it, just do it mm-hmm. and like, let them help polish it after. Right, right, right. No, I love that. Shoot. Uh, uh, repeat that meme one more time because I want, I want, I want to, uh, um, regurgitate <laughs> it, that myself. Yeah. It was something like, don't tell me, uh, don't ask for advice on your ideas, ask for feedback on your execution. Mm. That's so big. And that shoot, that's what you did. I mean, that, that's exactly what you did. And I didn't even ask for feedback. Shoot, I was like, here, here's me. Take it or leave it. But yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. No, I love it. And, and and the thing is, I think people get caught up in it needs to be perfect before mm-hmm. they start. Mm-hmm. And how did you move past like that place? Like, okay, it needs to be perfect or I'm just going to do it and I'm okay with the product that I'm going to put out and I'm going to get better as I go along. 
first of all, you just have to ask like, what is perfection? What does that look like if you were to get like, what is your idea of perfection? Mm. So I never wanted to be perfect. I wanted to be relatable. That's mm. that's where I was coming from. I was coming from a place right. like, hey, I don't see these stories being told. I don't know this player on a personal level. I like, I, I need to share uh, what's what's relatable about this player, and and I don't think per- perfection is related. Mm-hmm. at all so mm-hmm. um yeah i never worried about that i i knew that some of the things i look back and i'm cringing because they're a little janky but hey, <laughs> right. hey if it gives somebody the courage to step in front of the camera for the first time so mm-hmm. be it if it gives somebody the courage of like hey i don't have the resources to do everything i want to do it gives them an example of how yes you do mm-hmm. as long as you have a phone you have everything you need because you have mm-hmm. a free uh branding and, and a website from social media which mm-hmm. LinkedIn is a really underestimated um, social media platform too. Um, you have everything you need right at your fingertips. So right, right. and why wait? Why wait for a big production? Mm-hmm. You know, most of the things we do now are on Zoom anyway. So like right. that's exactly. going right back to that little piece of technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and, and that's the crazy part about this. And and I think you know, COVID-19 was hit everyone hard in different ways, you know what I mean? Whether it's financially, whether it's mental health, um, or whether it's actually like the disease, you know what I mean? And, um, but I also think it created some, uh, some different perspectives and some new ideas, just like this, this zoom right here. I wouldn't have been able to do this podcast with you if it Honestly, if it wasn't exactly. for the whole pandemic, you know, and so, exactly. um, so why wait? I love that. Why wait? You know, get started. And so I, I have this saying: my B plus work is better than my unfinished A plus work. And so, uh, so I love everything you just said right there. And and speaking of stories, you know, what story that you have done that which one has impacted you the most? Um, Probably okay. So. June and well May through now, we've been you know marching in the front lines. I mean, and granted, we've been marching for a while now. It's not mm-hmm. good, but uh, people in 2020 really had to take a look in the mirror and see like what is going on. How can I make a difference? And so mm-hmm. as I'm marching on these front lines for Black Lives Matter and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and running for Ahmaud Arbery, I was talking to players too, and I talked to Tierra from Pratt. Uh, she plays for the Sparks. And um, she was telling me how her cousin got murdered at the hands of the police Mm -hmm. uh, the night she found out she was going to be in the league. Mm -hmm. So when the mystics were like, yeah, we got you, like, come to camp, she found out that uh, her cousin had died at the hands of the police. And Mm -hmm. so just being able to put the humanity behind the whole Black Lives Matter movement was really impactful for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just hearing, like, I mean, even though it was 2013, it was still, like, heavy in her voice and her heart and just right. being able to expose that um, was really special and the fact that she trusted you know I me mean, to tell the story too um, granted she's like very very brave and so she tells it um, often but like just being able to hear her words and her perspective of it mm-hmm. and her experience because you know she is a woman that, that exists and so she doesn't you know she has different experiences than her male cousins but mm-hmm. um, just hearing her navigate that space and how she's been able to show up as a basketball player in the midst of all this, knowing that it hits a little differently for her. Right, right. No, 100%. And, um, you know, you could hear it in your voice, just being able to have, you know, empathy as someone that's telling this and, and you being uh, doing the marches and, and, and all that. And 
where you are now, uh, uh, what are you doing to continue to push uh, the empowerment, not only for women, but the empowerment for uh, Black lives as well? Well, I'm, I'm a walking example of, like, mm-hmm. like, I can't turn off my activism because mm-hmm. I literally, I don't shut up. It's mm-hmm. not very, like, present on social media. So just educating people. Do I have the capacity of explaining to every non-person of color what they should do? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But I will post uh, on my time about what, you know, what I feel and, and how I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. an ally should be. And, and that's gonna be different for every person. It's gonna reflect differently on every person. But uh, just, I'm gonna take the Ariel Atkins approach. Ariel, uh, she plays for the Mystics and she, every every time before a game, she would put a picture of a black woman who was murdered at the hands of the police, which is like mm-hmm. kind of crazy how she was able to do that for every game. Mm-hmm still counting them so like right myself but just educating through social media right now um just being mindful of everything with covid but still being on the front lines marching Mm -hmm. uh white and chelsea miller they co-founded freedom march nyc and so Mm -hmm. i'm out there on the front lines with them a lot i mean they're they're younger there's nia just turned 18 and chelsea's 22 and just Mm -hmm. for them to be able to mobilize in the biggest city like that and make Mm -hmm. such is just outstanding so i'm like if they can mobilize like that i the least i can do is show up for the protest right, the least right. i can do is you know march with them and 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 then when they scream black women to the front that that thing is so powerful mm-hmm. like just just hearing black women to the front and like right. not be overlooked or in in our own movement because you mm-hmm. you don't you don't even consider like with black lives matter you see a lot of people trying to you know take the narrative and and, and run a different direction where it's right like we're saying we matter don't kill us mm-hmm. <laughs> that's literally what it is right. um, but being able to do that tell your story and, and be present and be consistent that's that's my focus for like yeah, yeah no i love that and, and the fact that you know everyone has um you know everyone doesn't have to be in the front line everyone doesn't have to pose everyone you know mm-hmm. I, so it's cool to see you know the way you're doing it and in the way because he's different Every, yeah, exactly. A lot of people are uncomfortable going to protest, which makes sense. Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic, people are crazy. You don't never know if we're going to get bombed and nothing. Right, right. I'm speak that because the word's powerful. But mm-hmm. uh, then there are people that just donate, and that's fine. There are people that talk to their close community of people about what's going on. That's mm-hmm. fine. Some people who can sit there with themselves and reflect, like, how can I be a better human? Right. That's fine too. Advocacy mm-hmm. and activism comes in so many different forms. And so that's right. not the crown upon somebody who might not be as uh, front-facing. Mm-hmm. Every little bit counts because we just want change. We want we right. want this reconciliation. We're entering a, a stage of reconciliation because we've been so divided and, and 2020 exposed what we knew existed, but mm-hmm. had been masked this whole time because of, you know, everything that was going on with the world but 2020 made us sit down and sit with the the fact that you know we're not as progressive as we think we are right right going forward i mean that's a hard reality for a lot of people so Mm. i i encourage people to exercise some care through all that too you can't be on the front lines marching and be imploding that's what i was drowning as i was marching so every time i would come home i would be weeping and that just Mm. didn't make sense it didn't make sense healthy for my life either so yeah, encourage yeah. you to way. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. And and you kind of transitioned us, you know, very perfectly. Um, and before we hit that though, is 
Uh, one of my friends posted, you know, Martin Luther King Day just passed, and one of uh, my friends posted a couple pictures I've never seen of Martin Luther King. And a lot of times you see Martin Luther King in a black and white picture, mm-hmm. and it makes it seem like it was so long ago. And okay. then he posted pictures in color. And I was like, and, and if you think about it, you know, he, he if he didn't uh, get assassinated, he would still be, uh, you know, barring any health uh, things like that. Uh, but he'll probably he'll still be alive right now, and so that stuff wasn't that long ago. Um, These are our parents, literally one generation back. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy, and so just the transition though. You talked about taking care of yourself, maintenance, and I I think this is a, a M that gets thrown in the trash a lot by a lot by, by a lot of people, you know, and. Um, Many times we get caught up in the hustle bustle of of life, goals, dreams, family, mm-hmm. and we forget about ourselves. And so my question to you is, um, what do you do to take care of yourself on a day to day basis? Yeah, I could do, I could be way better. I'm not going to sit here and feed you a false narrative. How I wake up and you know do yoga and mm-hmm. drink a fresh shot because that's not what I do. Right. Um, I love drinking coffee. Coffee makes me happy. And these mm-hmm. are little things. Like I could be addicted to worse, but um, mm-hmm. drinking my venti soy latte from Starbucks, that's just something that I treat myself to every right. single day without miss. I love playing with my dog. And I, I just love creating. So whether that be writing or drawing, I'm a really good artist. And I don't tell a lot of people that, but like mm-hmm. art is cool for me. Um, but just really drinking coffee and playing with a little tiger. Okay, a little tiger, a little tiger. We, the the people can't see him right now, but he's he is an adorable little dog. He's adorable he's little dog. So cute. He's eleven years old, so he's like a grandpa. But um, he's expected to live till nineteen, so we don't have to worry about that until eight more years. But uh, uh, yeah, just 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 doing the little things. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I definitely believe you know taking care of yourself is so important and. Uh, you know, many times, you know, we spend so much time on the physical things, but we forget about uh, digging deep within, you know what I mean? Asking ourselves like just simple questions. What are we passionate about? What do you love? What's your why? How do you want to be remembered? Um, what don't you like? You know what I mean? And then when it's all said and done, what do you really want? And so, um, you know, I challenge people all the time to just to sit down and ask yourself some of those questions and, and then write a love letter to yourself. You know, yeah, people, people cool. will be surprised of how you feel after you write a love letter to yourself. A hundred percent. And then it's, it's funny because when you do write those things, you focus on the good things. You intentionally focus on the good things. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, with what we do, we, we get a lot of things where it's like, oh God, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like last year, I really struggled with all the press and, and everything that I was getting. Because I'm like, that's not what it's not. I don't want to put myself in the center of this. But just to be able to like, not be like, why am I here? Just be like, I'm here because that's right. cool. Um, to be like, instead of saying, oh God, I need to work on this. I can be like, I did this well. It's just mm-hmm. about changing perspective. And that is a form of self-care to lead with gratitude and lead with positivity instead of just, you know, mm-hmm. oh God, I could have done this. I could have done that. Right, right. Live in the moment, be present and love yourself. Yeah, love yourself is key. Everyone, if you're listening to this right now, Love yourself, seriously. Um, and imposter syndrome, you know what I mean? You kind of like hit me in the gut right there because I, you know, that's something, you know, I'm always battling with because you, I, I get on stages and speak to different people 
Um, you know, I do coaching calls. Uh, shoot, I'm doing this podcast right now. And and there's times where I'm like, somebody's going to find you out. You know what I mean? You say, you yeah. say like little stuff like that to yourself. How do you how do you deal with that? Um, because you're in the you're, you're in uh, the light is shined on you on a regular basis. So, you know, how do you deal with that as well? Yeah, again, that goes back to my my tribe. I remember when I found out that I made Forbes because I woke up to hundreds of text messages. They don't tell you beforehand, by the way. Uh, but you wake up to hundreds of text messages and you're like, oh God, I'm next to these people who just like are venture capitalists and <laughs> have just like turned around $24 million. I'm like, how did I even get here? Right. But then I'm like, okay. My purpose was to tell women's stories and I've done that. And, I, and I've been integral in, in opening up opportunities for people to tell women's stories so just mm. refocusing on what you know your passion is like what you just said what your passion is and and noticing that hey i i'm carrying out that passion i'm literally doing it and once you're like you're doing it you're like okay i'm getting all these flowers might as well take them right, right. now before you know because people get tired people right, get tired. right and then it's like they're gonna be ebbs and flows of everything it's gonna be ups and downs of everything your, your season's going to come, it's going to go, and it's going to come back again. And so while my season's here, I need to be appreciative because if, if mm. God has put me in this place where I can receive all these blessings, I need to be ready for them, right? right? I need to be ready to be like, oh, this is, this is, these are the fruits of my labor. Mm. So, you know, that fruit, while well, I can before the little fruit rocks, and I have to wait until my next one as it blooms. Right. I, don't, I don't do farming, but yeah. Right, but, right. Oh, Season. She said props. Anyway, <laughs> we're not gonna get props as black people. But yes, yes. <laughs> no, I love it. So yeah, I, I didn't want to go down that path with you because I, I we, we would have been stuck. We need, you know, I don't know if you watch Joe Rogan, but I need to get like a Jamie where he like looks up this, this stuff. Um, he has like an assistant on his show that. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I need right there. But um, no, I think that's 100%. And I think it's so weird that people um, don't feel comfortable accepting, hey, you did a good job or man, congratulations. Like something inside of me cringes when someone like compliments me or something like that. You know what I mean? So and then like celebrating your wins. But that's something you should do, because just like you said, um, everyone has a season and there's ebbs and flows and uh, where you go in your life. So why not accept the roses and uh, um, celebrate yourself, you know, during this period of time. So that's cool that you said that. Um, 100%. Yeah. And so uh, I have a, uh, you know, a question that I ask everyone on this show, you know, is uh, what do you think the meaning of life is? Um, that's so heavy. I, I just think the meaning is to leave it better than you, you know, got here. Mm -hmm. So the meaning of life for me is to live it purely, but give back as you're living it. So, you know, there, there's seasons for everything coming and going, and we're a part of those seasons we come and go. Mm -hmm. um, but, but what's life if you don't leave like your legacy behind? So life is about that, mm -hmm. back, leaving a legacy and, and fixing what you think is broken. Mm, okay okay no, i like that and, and legacy uh what type of when it's all said and done you know uh what type of legacy would you have wanted to leave that already pushed women forward mm. 
I, I like that. I want, I want to say like, hey, she made an impact. She was very much solidly a woman mm-hmm. that really looked out for women. Mm-hmm. No, and I black. love that. <laughs> you <laughs> said that who? And blacks. Okay. Black. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And uh, what are some, uh, you know, I got one more question, a couple more questions for you, but uh, um, what are some struggles you have, you know, being a, being a woman of color uh, um, in the journal, in the journaling field, uh, what are some um, struggles you've been through? And, you know, we haven't even mentioned this yet. Uh, I think I said it in the beginning, but we haven't really touched on it. You know, you do modeling. So you were on runways and um, you do, uh, from my research, you do more uh, fitness modeling now. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. I gained 30 pounds. I'm a size four, heaven forbid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some struggles you have been through in your life that has, you know, kind of shaped you and, and uh, made you who you are? Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, with any job or career, people are still digesting the fact that women work, which is confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then especially women in the sports space, oh God, but if I paid attention to all the criticism and critiques that people uh, you know, had for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have kept going. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I put blind blinders on and because I run my own platform, I don't have to listen to the, the, like the people who are very critical of it. Mm-hmm. I do it my way and I think that that's what makes it unique. My my woman approach, my black woman approach, mm-hmm. you know, my my very communal approach. Um, so just doing it your way unapologetically and don't listen to the things that are just completely like irrelevant if they're not paying you, if they're not, you know what I mean? Like if they don't have anything to do with your success, you don't even need to pay it mine. I've never been one to work off for haters. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me, let me share my passion with people. Not let me prove people wrong. Right, like right. I, I want to I prove the people who love, you know, the things I do right mm-hmm. as opposed to people who hate what I do wrong. Right, right. Modeling is a completely different ballgame. When I first started back in 2009, I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, we had to be 5'9", 5'11", 34, 24, 34. Mm-hmm. And I was 5'11", 34, 24, 34. Uh, I am not that now. I've gained 34 pounds mm-hmm. completely. Um, way more solid. I mm-hmm. like and I love to be, you know, I love my friends who are still size double zero. Each size matters. Um, but I knew that I just wanted to perform. I wanted to be on a big stage and runway did that. Now, now I get to do things that are more in alignment with my personal brand. So again, women's sports, so fitness brands, like I work a lot with Jordan brand, freaking love them. They align with my beliefs, work a lot with Foot Locker. They have me on their IG lives hosting. So I get to talk about black stuff. Mm-hmm. Love that. <laughs> you know, right, right. I work, you know, Puma sometimes. And then they, they they never ask questions when I'm like, hey, can I do this pull? It's it's just like great, great to be able to work with clients who can really appreciate you as you mm-hmm. and and work with you to push, you know, you and your story and your success forward. Mm-hmm. No, I love that right there. That's that's really cool. That uh and, and then being able to uh, transform mm-hmm. and, and uh, align yourself with people that have the same synergy as you. And so, like, like, for example, Jordan Brand, they sent me like care packages during when they saw me marching. They sent me care yeah. packages. They didn't have to do that. This is Jordan and they like little me. I'm like, oh, thanks. Like, the handwritten card in the packet. Right. 
that's cool. Mm-hmm. And that's what fitness modeling allowed me to do because not only am I a fitness model, but I'm a host. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have like a little different experience, but mm-hmm. just with these clients are now my family instead of just like, hey, they're gonna go to this fitting for this designer. Oh, they're gonna tell you you're busting out the clothes. You've been dropped for the job. <laughs> like, right, right. it's not fun. It's not fun unless you have really great relationships with fashion clients. And I do. Now I have fitness clients. Mm, I got you. No, that's awesome. And um, yeah, you're you're a woman of uh, many talents. Um, yeah. You know, cheerleading. You know, uh, uh, a rising journalist. Mm-hmm. If not. Uh, uh, you're already, you know, you know, uh, we always rising, we're always learning. Okay, so, see, well, let's go rising, let's rising. go rising it. Um, and model, um, mm-hmm. artist, mm-hmm. um, run it down, run it down. I love let's go, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. A, a, a doggy, uh, a I'm a dog mama, mm-hmm. yeah, dog mama, you know, shoot, you, you do it I all. <laughs> And um, so uh, last question for you, our last two questions right here is um, what's your goal for this year? Is there any like thing you're trying to, you know, make sure any big goal you're trying to accomplish this year? We're going to speak in existence. I put it on Instagram in October. I'm going to say it here. I want an Emmy. I want an Emmy this year. Um, I am, though I've gotten Forbes, I've really never won an award for things. Mm-hmm. Oh, outside of Forbes, even though Forbes is a big award, but mm. I really want some of my content pieces to get awards as opposed mm. to so I want it to be the story of the athlete or talent that I'm telling mm. is so um, resonating that it gets an award. Right. So I want, I want an Emmy. Okay, now, that's big right there, and I think everyone should have like a big dream right there, and so that's and you can accomplish it too. That's the that's the thing about it. Um, yeah, my friend Rachel, she just got two, um, and it's dope. Her story was dope. Her mom died, and then she she put all of her heart into her work and got her two Emmys. And then my my friend um, DJ Poison Ivy in, in in Texas, she she was on the Forbes class the year before me, and then got her Emmy last year. And so I just mm. love the track that she's on. And honestly, she's my vision board. So there we go. Oh, there you go, right there. <laughs> no, that's really dope. And. Uh, do you is there a specific story you want to cover or is um it's just anything that they may pop up this year what, what, what's your yeah so unrelated to the emmy mm-hmm. i want to cover the olympics who doesn't want to cover the olympics okay. so but with focus on the women's side i got so, you will we have the i mean when is the olympics supposed to be i don't i don't even know now it's 20, 2021 summer of this year uh, do you think we'll have the Olympics with the... Uh, yeah, I think uh, now that we're prepared and know how a bubble situation works, we'll be fine. Okay, okay. Um, the WNBA actually went through uh, a bubble. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I said, I did some research. You called it a bubble. Um, <laughs> but uh, the WNBA did a, a fantastic job um, with their bubble. The WNBA and the NWSL. Mm-hmm. WNBA in particular... Um, I'm just always amazed by how they handle things and mm. really get it done. So shout out to them because, you know, it could have gone very wrong and it didn't. Mm. So they made yeah, it yeah. we lit. I got you. Okay. So top five player, top five WNBA players, the, the, your top five WNBA players uh, all of all time, all time. Okay. I love, um, I'm going to combine all the Houston comments into one because I love what they stand for as a unit 
uh, Cheryl Swoops, Kenan Thompson, Cynthia Cooper, because what they've done is create a dynasty that though their program is, is, is gone, um, their legacy lives on. And now there's the resurgence uh, coming up on WNBA 2025. Um, now we're really recognizing the pioneers and they are the pioneers of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Lisa Leslie is my number two because okay. uh, she really shaped how to be feminine and play. Like that was like my thing. I was mm-hmm. athletic growing up and I was still like very feminine. And that's not to knock anybody who's not like, be, be you, but Lisa mm. played with a ribbon in her hair, and I thought that thing was so cool. Right. Tim Thompson from before, like my, my number one, um, mm. played with a red lip. Like, I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Candace Parker is my goat. I mm. love this. I love everything, like how she transcends generations. I mm. love how she's really um, created the new style of basketball that we see younger players today. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say Amanda Zowie B because she's my best friend. Like mm-hmm. she's my best friend. <laughs> so nothing on basketball, but like I mean, like granted, her game's getting great. Like it's improving, mm-hmm. uh, and, and she's she's great. Mm-hmm. But um, she's like one of my top five just because she's like really really close to me. Right, and right. I'm gonna give you an off the court situation. All my players who opted out that have been making such a difference in social justice. I'll give them my number five. I know I'm copping out by all these people and like loading them in, but Natasha right. Cloud. I love what you do. Renee Montgomery, I love what you do. Angel McCoffrey, you found your voice and you're really moving forward with it. And so like things like that, I, I just I just love the off the court matters too. So um, Okay. You, you did if you really want, if you really want to go, it's Candace Parker. Okay. Okay. No, I love that. <laughs> I love that. You you did lump, you know, a good amount of I people did. in one deal. But you you know, this is your deal you know i'm not gonna fight you i can't fight you over zoom so you know i mean hey you you do you so no but i love i love your list though and i love the explanation tamika tamika catchings because Mm, her legacy really really uh lives on and she really gives back and she's such a like she's so great on the court and Mm -hmm. she gives back so much to the game Mm -hmm. and so i love her too okay okay and i love your reasoning too like some most of the time people just give they just name people and just like okay. go, yeah, and that's it. But like you gave a, you know some great explanation on why yeah, you're playing. Like, I, I didn't play growing up, so when I saw a Tina Thompson who who had that red lip, but then can appreciate the Cheryl Swoops and um, Cynthia Coopers of the world because mm-hmm. of the way they played. And then I mean, honestly, Tina the way she played too. But like, mm-hmm. and then you see Elisa Leslie, yeah, she's dunking on everybody, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, she she's setting that precedent. But she has has a ribbon in her hair. It's these mm-hmm. off the court nuances that people who are just not into basketball mm-hmm. can relate to. Mm-hmm. I'm into basketball, so I can appreciate both sides of it. But right. just the people who just don't, don't pay attention can be like, "Oh, I can be like her." Mm-hmm. Even though I don't play, I can be like her. I can be right. dominant, and I can still, you know, rock my mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it, and. Um, now I, this was, this was great, uh, insight, you know, you, you, you allowed me to, uh, grow in, in, in many different ways. And I'm pretty sure the listeners, um, um, found a ton of value into it as well. Um, and what is one thing you can leave us with to help us be a better person, uh, help us grow and maybe achieve whatever we want to achieve in life? Uh, what is one tip you can, can leave us with? I'm going to just say, don't wait for your yes. That's going to be my mm. thing. Don't wait for your yes. If you yeah. want it, do it. Write it down and go after it. Mm. 
Okay. Don't wait for it to be perfect. Uh, that, that's that's what I. Don't wait too. for your yes, and don't wait for perfection. Yeah. Perfection doesn't exist. What is perfect anyway? <laughs> yeah. No. That's t- that's definitely true. And Ariel, uh, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, shout out to Camille once again. Um, you made this happen. Yeah. And oh, uh, you said who taught you that? Gen Z taught me the two hands. How can people uh, uh, find you? What's the best way to 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 find you? Thank God I was a new communication media major in 2009 when I was in college because everything's universal. So Ari Ivory on every single social networking okay. platform, um, especially Instagram and Twitter, Twitter in particular. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to um, tag you on my, my YouTube and all that. And everyone, this was another episode of Game Time Excellence, where we talk about your mission, mindset, mastery, and maintenance. If you uh, love what you heard, um, share it with a friend. If you didn't, love with if you didn't like it uh still share with a friend because they might like it and um don't trade what you want most for what you want in the moment do not trade what you want most for what you want in the moment y'all have a blessed day thank you